This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Live from New York, it's the show that honestly considered buying a Christmas tree and trying to figure out which one of us would push the other one in it just for a little bit of reference <laughs> It's first things first on today's show. Breaking news. AD and LeBron will miss tonight's game. Broussard, is this going to be a random outlier or terribly concerning? Don't answer. Meanwhile, questions swirl around America's team just like Bill Belichick's whistle. Is Bill Belichick actually on the hot seat? Strong maybe. And finally, it's Wednesday, and we've missed a few weeks of tears at their regularly scheduled time because everyone tunes in at 4 o'clock. Next thing you know, they're watching soccer. But you're in for something special. I was going to say, I bet there's a change this week. Oh, there is? You know what? I don't want to spoil it. It's coming up in 59 minutes. Yeah. But there is a change atop the tears. Maybe not the one one you expect. But there is no. The committee tripping in integrity just did what it had to do. Uh, We start with the revival of Jimmy G. We thought this foot injury was going to sideline the king of quarterback wins for the year. We were wrong. Terminator-esque move. Jimmy G says, I'll be back maybe. He didn't really say it, but I was going to do a Schwarzenegger impression. Then I bailed on it. Uh, Brew, there's other news. Kyle Shanahan always pouring cold water on everything. Yep, yep, yep. But this is his quote. It's a tweet. Uh, Still going to be a big recovery. There's that way outside chance of return late in the playoffs, but just an outside chance. Not real optimistic about it, but never rule it out. I mean... Smart. I, I mean, smart. Come on. It's the smart thing. To the Cowboys would be like, he'll be back in exactly two weeks. Right. That's right. <laughs> We're ready. We, we go with the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. So I like this. Mm-hmm. But what I don't like is this, Wiles. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair that after all of the negativity mm-hmm. that Nick has spewed about Jimmy G, after all of the insightful and enlightening graphics that he has just dismissed yeah, out of hand. All of the, the shade he has thrown at Jimmy uh-huh. G. Yeah. And Jimmy G is going to come to his rescue. Jimmy G is going to save his Super Bowl pick. It, it ain't fair. God is smiling on you, my uh-huh. man. You must be living right. You must be living right. And, and here's the proof. Uh-huh. Yeah, go. For Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. To make Nick's Super Bowl prediction come true, he only has to do something that's never been done in the history of football. Okay? What's that? Mr. Irrelevant leading the team oh, to the Super Bowl sure. or getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah, All right, yeah. quarterbacking in the Super Bowl. But Jimmy G, what does he have to do to make Nick's pick come true? Oh, something he did three years ago. Yeah, true. Right? Something he did three years I'm ago. so surprised. Something he almost did last year. Uh-huh. All right, so, Nick, so here's I, the look, deal. you're blessed, my man. But, you're this, blessed. But, you're really yeah, but there, like is, there is a reason that before Jimmy G got hurt, the Niners had about the third best odds to win the NFC. They and the Cowboys were very close. And the fourth or fifth best odds to win the Super Bowl. Again, they and the Cowboys were very mm-hmm. close. And after he got hurt and we said he was done for the year, the odds changed to where, oh, they were third and fifth. And then today, when it's like, oh, he might be back. You know, oh, did they sky? No, they stayed third and fifth. That wasn't built in, like the Vegas thinking that Jimmy G would be the the He he didn't expect you to know that. So here, well, I'm not certain because I, the, you know, Jimmy G, as Kyle Shannon said, maybe he's back, maybe he's not. It doesn't change the Niners' fortunes much at all. Because what we have seen, and I'm, what I'm really surprised by is that he still has fans left. And it's not just Brew, who is just intransigent in his dedication to the quarterback wins orthodoxy, but Wilds, who for a moment left Jimmy G and now is staunchly and firmly back back there. You're back. When what we have seen since that NFC Championship game is his own team tried to get rid of him, the whole league doesn't want him, and then now it's like, oh, but he's back and they're winning. They've won six games with Jimmy G. Their defense has allowed seven. 9, 15, 
14, 16, Inspired 10, by him. 0. Thank you. It's called leadership. That's 10 points per game their defense is allowing. Every quarterback in the league other than Russell Wilson would have won those games with that Jimmy G won. <laughs> they, it, it, Don't has, they average 26 not, points a game with Jimmy G There has not been a single game this year that you're like, oh, Jimmy G won it for us, and that's what you argue he no. does for them. So am I fully confident that Brock Purdy is going to be baseline competent? I'm not because he is a seventh-round rookie. But what we have seen from the Niners to go on deep playoff runs, we can show you Jimmy G's numbers. You don't even have to be baseline competent. In, the, in his four playoff wins, he's been awful. He's actually been better in his two playoff losses, but you guys don't like quarterback losses. Let's, let's pull up am Justin Herbert. Am playoff. I worried about well, – hold on, but we're not talking about Justin Herbert. Oh, he's a better am quarterback. I, am I worried about Jimmy G or Brock Purdy in the fourth quarter in the real crucible of playoff games? I don't know. But yeah, I am. Do I think he's going to be worse than Jimmy G in the fourth quarter of playoff games? Unlikely we could show you that too because Jimmy G is the worst fourth quarter quarterback in the playoffs – Ever. The worst ever. So, do I think that whether it were Baker, Mayfield, See, or I Brock mean, Purdy, it's not or G- fair. What do you mean it's not fair? Because J- Jimmy G is going to say, feelings. he's going to allow you to come on here uh-huh. in a couple of months uh-huh. and be like, I told you. Well, don't I play picked the Niners the to get to the Super Bowl, to the and it's going to be Jimmy. Cardinals. If Jimmy don't blame G, me. What if he's a big reason? Would you then give him his props? If, if, if Brock Purdy is just drowning, and but they still get in playoffs and all that, and Jimmy comes and saves yeah, them. Yeah, sure. Okay. Deal. That's Bru- a deal. Bru, can I ask you a question that might go the other way? Can we show the 49ers schedule? What happens if Brock Purdy pulls it's a Cooper a, Rush right. and just well, keeps winning? Will Are, you? That's the I'm question. I'm going to be honest. I'll, I'll be honest about it. I mean, and again, it's probably unlikely. If he wins, but he's not playing well, that's. But one that's thing. the Jimmy G. Well, hold on. No, 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 the standard. The standard for Jimmy has been, does he win or does he lose? If uh, That's all that matters. Quarterback win. No. You're a quarterback win guy. Only when you don't You're win a, without okay, the guy. Okay, that's great. That's great. <laughs> so, they don't. No, but, the, but if they do, don't add a qualifier that Brock Purdy has to play well. If they win without Jimmy G, with Mr. Irrelevant, will that change your stance at all? Oh, I'm going to say something that's going to shock you. This was my point. You didn't let me finish. If they're winning and Brock isn't playing well, uh-huh. obviously when Jimmy G's ready, you put him in. Yeah. If they're winning, and he's, I'm not saying he's got to be, like, Cooper playing Rush great. Yeah, Cooper Rush. I, he, if he's playing pretty well, making some throws. You not leave making, Jimmy G on the bench? I might. Wow. I mean, I, I want to see it. Because, see, I'm, but I'm, the guy I'm putting my betrayal. money. No, okay. I'm putting my money where my mouth is, Waz. I sit on here every single day. Nick tries to mock me. He tries to cajole me into saying something I don't believe. I've always said Jimmy G is not a pro bowler. Jimmy G is not great. I'm just saying he's a good quarterback with great intangibles, and he brings W's. That's it. And he's all. He wants me to. He's acting like I'm saying he's Aaron Rodgers. He's acting like he's as good as Joe Montana. Right. Or. Well, those are Patrick Mahomes. Elsewhere in California, more quarterback news. The Rams are the winners of the Baker Mayfield sweepstakes. They also may have been the only participant. Uh, let's look at this from Baker's angle. Nick, do you think this is a good fit for Baker? Yeah, absolutely. I think the question is, can Sean McVay do for Baker Mayfield what he did for Jared Goff? Maybe. I, I think that's the – listen, Baker's short. Goff has tiny hands. They're both number okay. one picks. They both have – no, they both have physical he limitations. That was the difference. Real, I understand he, he had Gurley. And, by the way, Goff, to his credit, I should say this, is actually pretty quietly good. playing well in Detroit. Yeah, he is. And so, but I think Sean McVay got the highest level of football out of him. You know, he's one of a couple quarterbacks who recently are not very good but made a Super Bowl. We don't talk about him, though. We talk about, you know, the other one. But it's neither here nor there. I If Baker gets on the field – I think this is a great opportunity for him. I think he recognizes this is 
that, that maybe because of Stafford's, there's some weird stuff about not just Stafford's elbow, but Stafford's spinal cord right. it, it, like concerns that maybe there could be a real future for him there. Mm. And if you're the Rams, by the way, I know it's from Baker's perspective, if there is a market for Baker this offseason and he signs somewhere, because the Rams don't have a ton of cap space, if he were to sign somewhere, you get a compensatory pick. So this is brilliant business by the Rams. I think it's super sharp that they signed him even though their season's done. And if anyone's going to get anything out of Baker, I would hope maybe McVay could get a little something out of it. I agree. I agree. I think it's a great landing spot for him. McVay, as you said, can work with quarterbacks. And if he's there next year, remember, what have I said? Best case scenario for uh, Baker, oh, you go said- somewhere, sit behind a veteran. So he sits behind Matthew Stafford, assuming he's healthy. Sure. Learns for a year. Under Obviously got McVay as well. And then maybe the following season he goes somewhere and gets a right. chance to start again. So Did I like you it. see the report that he might play on Thursday? It's yeah. out there that he might play. Do you yeah. like it? No. I think it's possible. I, I, I think it's possible he plays, but he shouldn't. Because, there, Nick, there's general excite, genuine excitement about him going to the Rams. Yeah. Tyler Higby, uh, one of his favorite, former teammates from Oklahoma, uh, is a lineman there and, and had a quote. The offensive and defensive coordinators have been like, they're excited. And there is legitimate excitement about bringing in Baker Mayfield just because he's a number one pick. He won a yeah, playoff for the game. Let's see what run, we can do. Because it's Wofford and Bryce Perkins. Right. And right if down. you play him, if you play him Thursday and he doesn't play well, which would be likely, I mean, right? Like, yeah. Then all that excitement is gone yeah. immediately. Of course. Okay, but the other here, so let him let him. Yeah. Re- what, what do you get? A week and a half before the next. Whatever game? it is, he's not playing Thursday. And can I just make a media yeah, point I think it's for possible. a moment? A media point. Yes. Sure. Because there is so much water carrying in sports media right now of people reporting things they know not to be true because they were given it by someone that will help them out in the future. We're going to talk Von Miller in a moment. Everyone knew Von Miller was seriously, seriously injured. And then it was like, oh, no, he'll be back in three weeks. And then it comes out, no, actually, he's seriously, seriously injured. I had to listen for two years that one of the reasons – you can't sign Colin Kaepernick is, well, it's going to take at least three weeks for him to pick up any system, for him to do anything. And now Cap's been out of league long enough when a guy gets hurt like Jimmy G. He doesn't even get brought up, and that's fine. He's been out of league too long. But now that that's not a factor here, it's like Baker Mayfield met Sean McVay six hours ago at a Chick-fil-A at LAX, <laughs> and he might play on Thursday. Give me a break. Like, it's just total. I've heard for so long, like, oh, can't bring this guy in. It's going to take him, you know, he's got to learn a new language. Like, oh, in that playbook, that offense, the terminology. It's like, yeah, Baker might play tomorrow. Give me a break. Okay, can I Stop give um, some media criticism as well? <laughs> sure. I was going to do the Von Miller thing, and you jumped all over it. When, oh, you know, within your take. So, hey, We're other so- news, Von Miller. <laughs> I'm glad you went Turns there. Turns out went there. he underwent season-ending ACL surgery. Season's over. Not great. Uh, we'll go back to Nick. He did the news read and the answer. He's going to be excited. I'm not well, excited. Well, I mean, you hate, I know you're human. You hate that he's hurt, but yeah, how big of a deal is it for your favorite team, the Buffalo Bills? Listen, I feel sick for Vaughn. Everybody loves Vaughn, and the, I'm not excited about it at all. But if we're being, you know, cogent analysis, they just lost their best player. That seems like a problem. It's utterly devastating for them. And if I told you. After they left the field beating the Kansas City Chiefs, that over the next month and a half of football, Josh Allen would go from 17 touchdowns, 4 picks, to 8 touchdowns, 7 picks, pass rating dropped by 30 points. The offense would not look overly impressive one single time. They would lose a few games, and they would lose Von Miller for the season. Would you say, well, that sounds like the worst-case scenario? And that is what's happened. So, I mean, the, I'm not, like, again, Vaughn is a future Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. one of the best players of his generation in his spot. The Bills also, bro, I'm going to add this, paid him a ton yeah. for right now. Six years, $120 million bucks. Now, I understand the last three years of that might be fake, but next year's not and the year after's not. And we are now seeing ACL injuries can be, I mean, Chase Young still not back. Like, these can be long. So it's devastating for them for this season and potentially for next season. It's awful. It's big. It's big. As the guy on this set that picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl, this is big. I can't. Nick is right about everything he said. Most of it. Um, 
Von Miller, not their best defensive player. I, I think Josh Allen's still their best player, but he is certainly their best defensive player. Obviously, led him in sacks. He is a big part of why I picked them to win the Super Bowl. Wow. Oh, okay. wow. He's trying so to So that said, of look, oh, he's trying to wiggle on. out you of it. You've got to be kidding he's me. He's trying to wiggle out of his pick. Is he going to do it? it? Just say You can't wiggle out of your right pick. Now. No, I'm not okay. changing okay. it. I just want to make you squirm. Oh, okay. Because here's the deal. <laughs> We're not invested in Was it. Von Miller there? When they had the Chiefs beat oh my with 13 seconds to go in regulation a year ago? No, no he was with the Rams. But if he was Von Miller there two years ago when they went 13-3? and three? No. So my point is still, I'm still rocking with the Buffalo Bills okay. to Nick's dismay, no, they, even without has been The door has been cracked No, no. I know what's happened. I know we have to break this up. But you know what's happened? Brew, in the last 48 hours, has reminded the audience, uh, I was born at Cincinnati General yeah. Hospital. I lived there. I li- I'm from Cincinnati. <laughs> Seven years. Yeah. And the bills, they're hurt. And he's just opening the door so he there. can walk through no, the little who day pajamas. I mean, I see it. it's in the bylaws that I could <laughs> do that. Coming up But next, I'm with Buffalo. The latest on the Lakers who lost to the Cavs. And Donovan Mitchell, who is a superstar. Next on First And the latest play. on Wilds. New character. The LeBron. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Back to Cleveland. AD back to the locker room. Flu-like symptoms after eight minutes of action. Here's Darvin Ham yesterday. It progressively got worse. Um, his Temperature went over 100. I believe it was a one-on-one and some change. Um, he said he was going to try to give it a go, which he did. Uh, but just just felt too weak, you know, just too just kind of drained, dehydrated a little bit. Uh, but you know, it's that time of the season in terms of it, you know, the winter time and then the weather change and changing climates, coming from LA and going to these different places. Uh, Shams reporting today. News gets worse. AD will be out again tonight, and LeBron is out with an ankle against the Raptors. So, Brew, is this just a little bump in the road, or is this concerning? Well, look, first of all, I'm glad it was just the flu. Because as I'm watching that game last night, and I had my sound down because I was doing radio, and I see Anthony Davis leaving, and in the locker room, I'm like, what? what the heck? And so, look, yesterday I said that they are a contender, not the favorite, not the lead contender in the West, but with AD playing like this, top three, top five player, LeBron in the top ten range, they are in the mix in the West. Sure. And you don't – look, health is important for everybody. But for the Lakers, it is – Paramount. The two LA teams right. are well, the those two are the teams two that you have teams. the most reason to be Absolutely. concerned that health would derail. Like you have to yes. bake that into the mix. Yep. Okay. It's not just oh yeah they got to stay healthy. Here's the deal. It's a concern because as I was talking and praising the Lakers yesterday, in the back of my mind, heck, maybe in the middle, the forefront of my mind, I I, I got to be honest. I kind of felt like I'll be surprised if AD plays the next month and a half, two months, basically injury-free. I will be surprised. And, and I got to throw LeBron in there because of his age. Of I mean, we've seen the last few years he's had something here and there. Here's the deal with AD. He's played 11 seasons, Nick, 
Twice has he played 70 or more games. This last time was several years ago. He's barely played 70 total games the last two years. He's played 76. Mm -hmm. The two times in his life that he has gotten through a season and led a team to the championship, college where you only play 40 games in 2012, and the bubble season, the pandemic year, where you had three, four months off to heal your body up. Outside of that, he hasn't shown but, he can go through a full so, season. So that's all including true. the playoffs. So all of that is true. And the LeBron, I know they're saying ankle, and we saw in, in the Milwaukee game, it looked like he hurt his ankle, and then he finished that game and played mm-hmm. since then. I think it's more year twenty back to back situation for LeBron. But everything you said about Anthony Davis would be true whether or not he had the flu. So I, so it, it, I, this is not concerning to me, but it is disappointing. It's disappointing because it stops the momentum that AD was building. It stops the, you know, and yesterday was also a reminder that as great as AD has been with the 35 points and 16 rebounds, the way he changes the Lakers' defense is truly irreplaceable. Yeah. Right. They, and so they, the Jared Allen all of a sudden looked like an all-NBA caliber guy. And Jared's a nice he player. Was dominant, but he though, was yeah. dominant. <laughs> and, and Anthony Davis's defensive impact cannot be overstated. Because, of course, that team allegedly has another good defender in Patrick Beverly who watched Donovan Mitchell score 40-plus last Did night. Clothesline guarding him. Exactly. <laughs> so this is – but the, the other thing, Wilds, is this is a reminder – that they have put themselves behind the eight ball from that horrific start right. to the season, which didn't have to be a horrific start to the season, but for a number of reasons it was. Because they're not going to have some big cushion. So I don't listen, I don't think yesterday is some flashing red light warning sign that, ah, oh, here we go in the end. Davis. The guy got the flu, as a lot of people in the NFL right now are getting, a lot of people, friends of ours are getting. It's cold and flu season, guys. And so he got the flu. And LeBron not playing a back to back is not concerning either. I baked that in. But. They've they got to win games, and last Which night was tonight, a game. I mean, they're essentially conceding tonight. I don't I think they beat way. Toronto. No, I totally you agree with you. No, right. I, yeah. okay, and and then they don't have those games to concede. Correct. Right, but I don't think they have a choice. Well, Patrick Beverly also doubtful. So if you wanted to, well, that helps. So that actually helps the Lakers okay. a bit in that spot. Uh, let's switch to Donovan Mitchell. Oh, oh. We're, we're switching Donovan right now. Why do you want? Why something? are you trying to run from this? He is. I'm not trying to run we from see right trying through to run Wilds. the show. We okay. see right through. No, we're not letting Wilds run from this, America. Can we show Wilds' tweet? Oh, what? Can we show <laughs> Wilds' tweet, which ostensibly is about Donovan? You, you but think? it's not. It's, it says Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Donovan is now. the best player on the floor, and it's not close. Yeah. So this is interesting, bro, because it shows that Wilds and I both watch Lakers games through the prism of LeBron James. I wasn't even talking about LeBron. Okay. But you were. But, yeah, you were. You were. You were. And we all know you were. Because <laughs> when Anthony Davis went out, one of the first things I thought about, I will be honest, once we saw that it was, you know, that he was out with an illness, was I was like, man, that's whatever number it was at, that snaps his double-digit scoring streak. It was like a reminder to me how impossible LeBron's 1,100 games is. Right. Because it's like it never happened. You, you know what I mean? He never, never a game where early on he had to go out like that. But LeBron would be, and so, you know, vomiting his way through the game okay, of to course. get to 10 points. Exactly. He right. was of course. Um, and Wilds watched yesterday's game and saw one of his favorite players, Donovan Mitchell, a guy he wanted to be a Nick, mm-hmm. a guy who's an all-star playing like an all-NBA player. Sure is. Have a great game. And you know what he thought? Let me throw a shot at LeBron James. <laughs> well, which is exactly what it was. Look at it. At least you so just it. so just talk us through it, Wilds. This this anti-LeBron turn that you've it's taken. It's not an anti-LeBron turn. What is it then? Look, I understand that you guys are fans. <laughs> okay, I get it. I'm a fan too. I'm a fan of sports, uh-huh. and I understand that in your fandom, you know your your judgment is a little clouded. All I was saying is LeBron James, who may have been on a little bit of a sore ankle, mm-hmm. had 21 points, mm-hmm. and Donovan Mitchell looked like a true superstar, taking it to Austin Reeves and Patrick Beverly, mm-hmm. draining threes, talking a little trash, scoring 43 points, and looking like a juggernaut in Cleveland. That did remind me of LeBron. He was LeBron-esque. But I felt like but Donovan dude, I'm, deserves I'm more I'm going to throw you respect. an olive branch. Don't. More olive branches He doesn't for deserve me. it. He was right. 
Thank you. Like, Last night, Donovan Mitchell was the best. Yeah, and might be. No. I mean, I want to see a little more. He might be better than LeBron at this point. Sure. Because he's all playing. Then what's the, Dusty, what are we talking because, about? Because Why is here's this in the, the show? Because the exact every that was not a debatable point, right? So, like, during Bucks lakers who was better that night, AD or Giannis? That's actually, like, an interesting opinion. Like, this guy was the best sure. player on the court. It was crystal clear to everyone the guy whose team was winning, who scored 40-something, was dominating the game, was the best player on the court that night. So the old, Wilds thinks a lot of, you know, obvious thoughts, doesn't tweet them all. He <laughs> tweeted that one for a specific reason, which was to, I don't know, is it supposed to be, like, is, is LeBron, because you might respect LeBron more than I do. Yeah, maybe, maybe I have it wrong. That's true. Is LeBron no, is supposed to be it. the best player on the court it. when he's up against... A guy, a 26-year-old all-star playing the best basketball of his life. Is LeBron in year 20 supposed to be the best player on the court in that well, game? I, it seems like we talk a lot about LeBron, and I, although you guys are fans of LeBron, <laughs> I, I think that Donovan Mitchell needs a little bit more respect. Okay, well now you can hear Donovan small, Mitchell. And Cleveland I'm going to give you some credit. Thank you. Because you could, you could have turned on Donovan, too. Like no. the turn on the Well, you wanted him in New York. He's clearly not in New York. He'll never be in New York. Well, I don't and you're you you're still riding with him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. All right, but go ahead. Still, now we'll get can, him when he's old now, and great. Now That's we can do your Knicks Donovan do. Mitchell. Story. Donovan Mitchell yeah. was the star <laughs> of the show. Yeah. Uh, Forty-three points, six rebounds, five assists. Has the ninth best MVP odds. Also seventh in points. We don't talk about him that much. Seventh in points. Twenty-nine a game. Brew. Do you like these odds? Should he be more in the conversation? When you're casting your ballot, which you have, Nick yes. does not. Yes. Uh, I got a real ballot. Yeah, real paper ballot, I think. I don't know if it's on computer. It's digital. Digital. Well, you used to have a paper ballot. Used to be, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Should he be in the conversation a little more than he is? Absolutely. Ninth? I, I, I know you made a list, Nick. I, I got to see your list. Ninth is ridiculous. Hold on. Because I, I do bake in wins. I'm sorry. I bake in wins. So I so here's my – so here's because I thought you would agree with me on this. So to me, there right now is a clear top three for if we're talking MVP. Okay, because I got three. I got three alone that are, should be definitely ahead of Donovan. Tatum, Giannis, and Devin Booker. To me, those three uh, are clearly ahead of him. I would throw in I, Kevin Durant. Okay, so then I had I had the next Booker, three. Booker, I'm field. Just real quick. Well, I mean, Chris but Paul it's, it's, really it's arguable. Playing. He's so, playing great. So I would be, because the wins do matter. Tatum, Giannis, Booker, amazing stats, teams winning. To me, they're the top three. Then you have three guys that are super duper stars playing at a super high level, whose teams are underachieving. Luca, KD, and Steph. Here's the one so thing about KD. But here's the thing about KD. KD, you, you got to look at Ben Simmons is here and there, right? And then Kyrie was, was here and there. He was gone for eight games. So that's what – or I don't know what it was, eight games? Whatever was it, it was. Eight? It was eight games. Um, I, I have to bake that in. Well, Kevin Durant yeah, and carried they also them, had a coaching and they still, change that he and, asked. Right, and a, but, but a coaching change too. All of the turmoil that he's carried them through, he's not first – Tatum and Giannis are the top two. Sure, but I and think And then those, I think KD and, and I, if you want to throw Booker and Mitchell. See, I think Donovan well, is with Anthony Davis, the Joker, and SGA. I think he's in that, like, SGA? seven through ten. I'm not going to do the record thing as heavy this early in the year. Later in the year, it's going to matter okay, more. But, they're so but it'll matter. Up. Of course it'll matter. I Unless, mean, Luca's playing phenomenal, right, but they the got to win. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's why he's Somebody picked them to get to the finals. Oh, they well, have, um, the Dallas Mavericks have the best record really? of any of our finals picks. Teams. Better than the Warriors, better than the Nets. Look it it's up, bro. With the Look Nets. it up, bro. It's like a half Look a it up, bro. It's a half. Uh, check in on America's team, the New England Patriots, who are sitting at a frustrating six and six. In his Monday column, Peter King said that he has antennas, and his antennas are up regarding Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick, mm. the Patriots next season. Hmm. That was followed up by Tom Curran who posted a Twitter poll, not the most scientific thing in the world, but it's something. Should Robert Kraft consider a coaching change? Delete your account, got 21%. No, that'd be ice cold, 19%. Yes, but he won't, 45%. Mm. And yes, and he should do it, 14 So, Nick, I will start with you. Yeah. Do you think this is a real thing? No. And I think it is 
pathetic. Wow. The lengths certain Patriot fans and certain Patriot media members are going <laughs> in service of their mediocre at best quarterback oh my. that they are now tearing down the best coach who's ever coached pro football. I mean, this team is 2 and 0 in the two games started by semi-competent quarterback. They are by miracle 4 and 6 in the 10 games started by one of the three worst starting quarterbacks in football. Wow. And now all of a sudden, we're going to act like this Patriot team at 6 and 6 is underachieving. No they are not. Now, do if I were Robert Kraft, would I potentially have a conversation with Belichick about not having total control over everything involving Fair. personnel? Sure. Fair. Would I also want to have a discussion about the coaching staff? And are you getting the most out of the positions filled by blood relatives? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that, that I would. But and if, friends. But if, Stink, Patricia. if they fired yeah. Belichick, I think there are four teams in the league that wouldn't at least hold a meeting about should we fire our coach and try to hire him. The Chiefs, the Steelers, the Titans, and the Niners are the four teams that I think if Belichick were available, they would say, no, we're standing pat. I think every other team at least holds a meeting. So I, I think this is crazy, the idea that Belichick w- should be on the hot seat here. Who are your teams? The Chiefs, the Steelers, the Titans, Rams. and the Niners are the four. Th- yeah. the, Rams? No, I, I only had four, but you guys could add yeah, a few more. I think there's certain. I think there definitely will be a coaching change in New England. It'll be they'll actually hire a real offensive coordinator, right? I mean, that I think that's going to happen. But Bill, he's a lifer. That dude is he's a phenomenal football coach. I think one of the big one of the big issues that happens in football, especially remember years ago, several years ago, probably in the late '90s. Every guy want to be coach slash general manager. Yep. Yeah, and, and and that was like that was a must. I have to have everything. I've got to be able to do everything. You you can't, you can't do it because things slip through the cracks, especially when it comes to personnel decisions. Right. Those those are hard. You have to have an organizational philosophy of what we want, what we want a player to look like. Go to San Francisco. Just just picture San Francisco in your mind. Picture all those linebackers, Fred Warner. Um, uh, Greenlaw. Um, oh, what, what's that everyone? That, well, when they've had them for years. They, but but they, every one of those guys looks physically identical. Like they, they, the same size, same height. They run like the like deer. They're, I mean, these guys are all built in a certain mold, and because they have an organizational philosophy of what they want, and so. I think that what you have to do is you take some of that away and say, we're going to get you extra help so you can continue to focus on actually coaching and not make decisions like, hey, let's get Joe Judge and Matt Patricia sure. and do a, you know, and do a offensive coordinator by Committee. numbers right. thing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, it's not going to happen, though. Like, he's not going to cede any power. And I am not willing to say that Bill Belichick should go. However, I thought it was an interesting moment in the Bills game. We were taking shots at Robert Kraft and took a shot at Robert Kraft and he was sitting next to an Amazon executive and took a shot at Robert Kraft and he was sitting next to Jay-Z. And then in the next few minutes of the broadcast, it was the Patriots fans booing loudly. And if I was Robert Kraft and I'm sitting here under six championship banners next to Jay-Z getting billed, excuse me, getting booed in the stadium that I, that I built and that I'm remodeling, I have to think, you know what? We're 23 and 23 since Tom Brady left. And I've seen Bill Belichick for two decades get rid of everybody a little bit too soon. Whether you're a minimum, you know, making league minimum, you're the greatest quarterback of all time, you're a Hall of Famer, you're an all pro, you're a pro bowler. Everybody, everybody. You think Belichick would fire himself is your point. If Belichick was looking at his own performance, he would have a meeting with himself <laughs> about moving on. That's what wow. I'm saying. Wow. I'll be quick because I'm with, with Nick and, and Stink. It is asinine to even consider this. And I am a Brady over Belichick. Okay. All right. I understand. I've said it on the, on the air. Belichick's record in New England without Brady is 36 and 38. 
Okay. Yeah, but I'm throwing out the Browns. With stuff. Brady, is, no, that that that's is just New, oh, New okay, England. New England. It's Sorry. 48% winning just in New England, 77% with Bell, with Brady. So I've said several times he's only made the playoffs twice in nine years without Tom Brady. I'm with all that, but that doesn't take away the fact that Bill Belichick is the most accomplished coach ever, probably the goat. There is no, and the only way they're relevant, reason they're relevant now, Wilds. Six and six, still in the playoff hunt, is because of Belichick and that can, defense. Can I ask you a That's question, Wilds? Do you think Mike Tomlin's done a good job the last couple of years? Yes. Okay. Yet they have the same level of success as the Patriots. The reason you think they've done a good job is because they've overcome terrible quarterbacking to be semi-relevant. Your team, you, we need to have an intervention for you to recognize your team has a terrible quarterback. The Who drafted the, the quarterback? Problem. Who okay. has not put the quarterback in a spot to win? Well, the spot to win Those is Those are legitimate. Alabama. Bring, in, bring in different uh, offensive okay, coordinators last, and all that. But, but no. The last thing win. I'll say, that I think we have won so much, it does start to feel like a college team. Like, I was like, why am I so mad? Because I do feel like I'm rooting for, like, an Alabama. They're like, we need to win every Yeah, you're not going to win for a long I, I time. It. I love it. No matter what. I mean, you're not. It's just it, it's how it happens. The Steelers went to the tank <laughs> we, for a while. We've won so much. We. I'm on the practice squad. It's not college. You're not Coming winning up. another Super Bowl. Brewery. Don't you throw that you in won the done. I'll give that. You haven't won any. <laughs> Make him feel better. Oh, thank you for joining us in 13 minutes. The best segment in all of sports television. The committee's tears. Four o'clock sharp. And then tomorrow, same time. The Bud List. It's Broussard's underdress list. Guess Back what? for the first time in a while. I know. Oh, cup coverage. The butt list has been I will on the butt be on it either. Well, I can tell you who will Contrary be. Russell Wilson for 10 weeks running. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the show. First things first, brought to you by Alka-Seltzer Plus for amazing fast cold and flu relief. Todd Bowles and the Bucks are a 500 team, but they look like a Super Bowl team when Tom Brady's running the no-huddle offense. So why not run it more? Well, they might. Here's Todd Bowles. We've implemented it some. We did it against Atlanta. I thought we did a little bit of it was either Carolina or Pittsburgh as well. We can implement it more so. Uh, obviously, we can't do that the whole game. The defensive special teams will be worn out, but we can try to take advantage of something that way. We just really, we just got to, uh, it's a block here and a block there or a play here and a play there for us to continue keeping offensive drives alive. Yeah, I like it. You think this could fix the Bucks? No, no. No, because I don't think it's the no huddle that, that's working for them. I think it's the quick passing plus totally abandoning the run. I think that those two things combined with defenses, you know, getting paralyzed in fear at the sight of Tom Brady with a chance to rip their heart out with 90 seconds left and not playing the defense they've been playing the whole game. But I, I don't think it's some magic about the no huddle. I think where the Bucks have been awful this year, is in third and longs. We talked about it earlier last week about how yep. they were historically bad in third and eight plus. Their running game's been bad all year because, in part, they are dedicated to running their inferior running back, Leonard Fournette, over their clearly superior running back, Rashad White. Maybe he'll get more uh, looks. And the offensive line can't hold up for deep passing. It, but the no huddle has been quick, 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 throw, 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 you know, less than a three step drop or a three step drop at most. That works. So I, whether you do that no huddle or regular speed stink, I think that's what the Bucks need to go to because the offensive line's not getting better. And unless they go with Rashad White being the feature back over Leonard Fournette, the running game's not going to get better. Yeah, it, 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 you, can, you can supplement your offense with no huddle. You can't run it as the staple. Right. It can't be what you do. So, I mean, one thing, it makes the defense communicate without having to huddle, without time. They have to communicate on the fly. So that's more difficult. The other thing is you can make, get them stuck in a personnel grouping. Right. They can't rotate, right? But neither can you. Substitute. So, so there are benefits to it in doses. What are the drawbacks? But, Why can't you do it all the time? Well, one, you can't send a receiver on 14 go routes in a row, and, and that guy's going to be worthless. He's no longer going to be able to get open. So there's that. The other thing is... Think about, like I always talk about pass protection, taking the passive out of pass protection. When I consult with teams, I always talk about how do we take the passive out of, being, uh, out of pass protecting. When you throw it every time out of no huddle, pretty much that's what you're doing, right? You may, you may throw a draw, but what's happening to you is guys are pass rushing you the entirety of the time. So 
one of the things you can't do in that is you or one of the things that happens to is an offensive line you can't throw the ball 50 times a game or 45 times a game and be consistent stopping guys that are better athletes than you we collectively we're the worst athletes on a football team the offensive line is so give those better athletes more opportunities to pass rush us mm. you'll get your quarterback killed eventually I mean, and I've said this, I don't know if I've said this to you guys, but think about this. Like, this is offensive line. Like, I've seen corner transition to safety, safety transition to outside linebacker, outside linebacker transition to, uh, you know, inside, inside transition to D-tackle, D-tackle transition to offensive line. Offensive line to transition is O-line fan. <laughs> like, you, there's nowhere else to go. You yeah. can't go play another position. You're the worst athlete on the football field. So what you're doing is you're exposing those guys that are already struggling, right. saying, hey, man, right, right, we're right. going to throw it every time. Yeah. Go. You can't. You can't live that way. Yeah, it won't fix it, but I think it could improve it. Use it'll, judiciously, it'll yes. yes. Use it, it at the right time. It will help in, in moments. There's yep. no question. Because, look, there's a better chance. You said it. You, you can't substitute defensively. So you can, there's a better chance of you catching the defense off guard. Your offensive players, I think, playing with more of a sense of urgency. Yeah. So, yeah, used at the right moments, it could help. Yeah, I, I thought you said some really interesting things. Totally disagree. They should run it all the time. And anyway, <laughs> uh, tears coming up in eight minutes right now. You know, the Chiefs are lurking somewhere in the tears we don't know. This despite Kansas City, which multi, multiple people tweeted me this, said, please tell Nick that Kansas City has lost five of their last six games against the Bills and Bengals combined. Wow. Everyone, say that again? They've lost five of their last six against the Bills and Bengals. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing, wow. right? That is amazing. Wow. It's, it's Almost as amazing that it took random viewers to send you two doofuses this stat rather than <laughs> use it on Monday when it was readily available. You've been hiding it. I've been hiding You've it. You've been hiding it. It's available to anyone who, who wants it. You have absolutely been well, go ahead, dying Are you worried about not this? to come up. Because everyone thinks you're going to be. They, everyone you should be. this is the smoking how gun. Not, how can you not be? Okay, so I made it very clear. To, the Bills and Bengals are not the same, right? They're two different teams. So the Bengals have my utter respect and attention. And for the time being, they are undefeated against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And as you will see in tears shortly, they will be given their due respect. Oh. The Bills, yes, they've won two of their last three. They, if we expand it to four, it's two of well, four. Well, you just throw that out, though. Like, that's, uh, oh, yes, they've won, two of their, they've won two of their last three. That's great. I'm very proud and happy for them. Unfortunately, the two they've won mattered nothing, and the one they lost wrecked them emotionally. It was in overtime. It's, yeah, that's, that's they true. They were with 13 seconds. The one before. So, I guess, you know what? I don't want to answer this question. Oh, I want to know you what don't. you think, what, what you guys think it means. What does it mean? I think it means. What does it mean? And I'm, I'm going to focus on Buffalo because that was my pick. Who uh-huh. they and all that. But my pick was Buffalo. It means they're better. They've beaten Kansas City two of the last three times. The one time they lost, they had them dead to rights with 13 seconds left. They Offensively, it's a wash. Kansas City's number one. Buffalo's number two. But Buffalo is number four in, in uh, total in defensive points allowed. Kansas City's 15. Okay, so I think overall, now the Von Miller thing, I hate that he's gone. But I think it means Buffalo's, Buffalo's a better because they've won two out of three. You in the and playoffs, two out of four, it, it doesn't make When it, they catch you uh-huh. in the playoffs, we're going to see. Go ahead. See, I, I uh, didn't read the rundown. I never read the rundown. No, I just, yeah. just operate. Go. And when they said that we were going to do your tears, I thought you were going to cry about the Kansas City Chiefs being the bronze medalists in the AFC right now behind the Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. I, they named their, what, their, their son that's due, the Patrick Mahomes' son, they, they're calling him bronze. I thought it was because they're a third-place team in the AFC. That's why I thought they decided they're the yellow ribbon team. So that's why. Yeah. Should you be concerned? Yeah, you should be concerned. There are two teams that are no longer intimidated mm. by the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. Okay, well, the mm. Bengals were never intimidated by the Chiefs. Right. I give them massive credit. The Bills, however, are, come to Arrowhead and something odd happens to them because your guys' points are very interesting that they are undefeated against the Chiefs in the regular season yet winless against the Chiefs in the postseason. It's almost like the moment maybe becomes too big for them even if they're up with 13 seconds remaining and with the number one defense in football, they simply can't get off the field. Here's the other thing that's going to happen that I find interesting. Everyone is talking about the Bills and the Bengals and the Bills and the Bengals. We're going to get to see that game in the regular season. 
and then we're also going to get to see it in the postseason because that's going to be the two and the three seed in the AFC. Like so it. we're going to get to see. So everyone's like, oh, my God, like the it. Chiefs, like they've it. lost five of six against Cincy and Buffalo. How could they beat them both? And the answer is they won't have to because one of them's going to beat the other one while the Chiefs are playing the Titans or some foolishness as the reward for being the number well, one seed. Well, they struggled with the Titans. Not in the postseason. That's another, team. That's another team in the postseason. Coming up next, the long-awaited tears. We're back next on First Things First. Stay Changes. with us. I can't wait to see the top of the tears. Welcome back to the program. We're so happy you are here with us. Last night, an elite committee of scholars, charlatans, and consumers of Schlereth's stinking good green chili <laughs> met in the city, so nicely named it twice, to burn the midnight oil and concoct the best segment in all of sports television. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Nick's Tears. Thank you for the great introduction. As always, Kevin Wilds, you almost fell off the desk. Right? I was excited. So excited. Yeah. Uh, that one made me sad, as is this. Well, I'm always what? excited for the tears. Today is a sad day for the tears. Oh, no. Reveal wow. the eliminated He's really group. He's really going to do it. Oh, the, the prince. prince that was promised for the oh. first time oh. this season in the eliminated. Group. Maybe next year. Those 14 teams are out with. The possible unelimination of the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm. We debated it yesterday at the committee meeting. We are not ready to do it yet, okay. but it is on our radar. All right, now to the actual tears. Seriously, go away. All right, these <laughs> two teams. They've been in the go away category for quite some time. Please. We don't need to be – they need to <laughs> drop down to the eliminated tier so if we could have the Bucks get their act together and the rest of the AFC get their act together so we don't have to talk about these two impossibly bad offenses anymore. Next, too many teams. The Giants and Washington, one of them will be the seventh playoff seed. They theoretically both could make the playoffs, which is proof we didn't need a seventh playoff seed. The Giants of Washington, it's nice, it's nice, it's a fun story, but we don't need you in the postseason. And the committee would like to remind you that once upon a time, the New York Giants were 6-1, and one, and every football ranking in America was like, oh, you got to give them credit, oh, you got to give them respect. You know what the committee said? We have to give no respect whatsoever. They do not deserve it, which brings us perfectly to our next group, Honesty Brokers. Ah. All these teams' records demand respect, similar to Giants' 6-1 and one record. And they all should be very proud of the fact that they should all be playoff teams this year, despite, with the exception of Minnesota, none of them really having playoff expectations. However, what they also all have in common is this. Any team that is going to make the playoffs from those respective conferences would be thrilled if that is their first round matchup. Every wild card team in the NFC is hoping to get matched up with the Vikings. Every uh, division winner in the AFC is hoping to get matched up with the Jets. That, the committee, unfortunately, must tell you as our, you know, charge, as honesty brokers. Next, medical emergency. For the second straight year, both of these teams are ruined by injury. At this point, you have to kind of look at the, the medical staff. Not just the dude on the Chargers who stabbed Tyrod Taylor, but the whole staff. The poor Ravens. Last year, it was all their running backs. This year, it's all their wide receivers. And Lamar's hurt again. The Chargers, it's everyone on the team. I'm not calling for anyone's job, but maybe a little overview because we can't uh, fairly evaluate either of these teams because they are so injured. Next. Let's make a deal. That's what they tried to do this offseason. The Ooh. Dolphins wanted the Bucks quarterback. Instead, they kept their quarterback, and they find themselves right now seemingly in a really good position. And both are scary round one teams, but for very different reasons. The Dolphins are scary in round one despite their quarterback. The Bucks are scary in round one solely because of their quarterback. I will admit some members of the committee argued that we were exhibiting a little previous opinion bias when it came to saying that about Tua Tagovailoa, yeah. and I, as the chairman emeritus, overruled that my Tua opinion will be vindicated by the end of the year. Next, the Maurice Podoloff Award. You might say, what's what? that? Well, Maurice Podoloff was the first commissioner of the NBA, and the NBA yesterday announced they were giving out a new award, similar to the President's Trophy in the NHL, an award you get for being the best regular season team. Philadelphia? If they come up with one, you're getting one of those this year. Now, are you going to get any other awards? Probably not. You might say Buffalo. Nick, was that, right. do you think they're going to be the one seed? I don't. But I would like to give Bills Mafia and the good people of Buffalo some awards if I can. We already hung the banner. You have beaten the Chiefs. I also would say, hey, 
you are the number one seed in the AFC after week 13. That means something. Yeah. You know how I can prove to you it means something? Last year, do you remember the number one seed after week 13 was? The New England Patriots. So, Brew, I see you oh, on that. That's a true story. Yeah. And now, and now <laughs> Wilds wants to fire the coach. Okay. What's up, Brew? You're going to cape okay, for your Bills look, again? I, I could jump all over you because of the Bills, but I'm not going to do that. Oh, I'm going to do it because of the Eagles. And this is interesting, Nick, because I picked Dallas to win the NFC East. Mm -hmm. You picked Philly. Yeah. Now we're flipped because I don't see Dallas. That means they're above Philly on the tiers. I am more of a believer now in the Eagles, and you would seem to be more of a believer in the Cowboys. But let me give you a few facts courtesy of our Philadelphia native, Dusty. Well, he's actually from Indiana, but he loves the Eagles. He he loves Philly for some reason. I don't know why now. But anyway, uh, number one. Because tears, you're right. It's not records, right? Wild, so we look, we look at, either. we look at common opponents and things like. Yeah, I won't even mention that they got the best record in the league. Mm-hmm. But how about common opponents? Common opponents. They smacked mm-hmm. the Tennessee Titans mm-hmm. just a few days ago. Yeah. Uh, what the Titans do with the Chiefs? Gave them all they wanted. They lost by three. What they do with the Bengals? Gave them all they wanted. Lost by four. <laughs> all right, there's that. Number two. Wait, hold on. Can I make sure I understand? Was your argument right there that the Eagles, Titans, and or Eagles, Bengals, and Chiefs all beat the Titans? Yes, but okay. they pummeled. They didn't oh, just okay. beat them. Got it. Okay. They pummeled. Margin of victory. All right. Got it. Go ahead. The Chiefs and the Bengals edged them. Edged them. Got and it. they pummeled them. All right. Number two. They are the only team in the NFL that is in the top five in total offense and defense. That should mean something. Yeah. It does to me. Number three, they are now stopping the run. All right? That was a weakness. Now they brought in Linville Joseph and and Dominican Sue. They are stopping the run, only allowing 97 yards a game rushing over the last three games. And they just held King Henry, Derrick Henry, to the fewest rush yards after contact in five years, Nick. Think about that. And finally, you know this because you've said it before. James Bradbury and Darius Slay, some bad boys at the corner positions. They're the only two corners in the league, teammates, who rank in the top ten as a duo against pass rating. They're actually one and three. Wow. Philly should be up. That's my beef. They should be way up in these tiers. This is a disgrace that they're so low. Okay, well, they're not so low. I mean, I think I have four or five teams ahead of them, which I understand sounds like heresy to people that simply look at the standings. We try to be a little more nuanced, and with that coach and that quarterback, we cannot believe in them come playoff time the way we can believe in the following teams. NFC Championship game or bust. These two teams. Can we show it to you, please? Yeah, there it is. Oh, there they are. If either of these teams don't make the conference title game, they will feel like this year is a total failure. For the San Francisco 49ers, they have an all-star team. And now they also don't have Jimmy G holding them back. See what Brock Purdy can do. But they have an all-star team. The Cowboys, on the other hand, have not made the conference championship game in more than a quarter century. Both of these teams, while everyone else seems to be getting more injured, I understand the Niners just lost Jimmy G, they have added reinforcements. For the Niners, the added reinforcement was the midseason trade for Christian McCaffrey. And they are... Absolutely unbeatable since adding McCaffrey, except for, of course, when the Chiefs beat him by 20. And the Cowboys, do you see Tyron Smith practicing this week? That's the Cowboys edition that matters far more than Odell potentially coming back to the team. If either of these teams don't make the conference championship, they feel like their season was a failure. Buckle up. All right, now's the question. Well, the Chiefs, I, you know, the committee is, here's the rumors. Oh, the Chiefs could lose, and though it wouldn't matter, they stay at the top of the tiers. I remember when the Chiefs... Not at the top of the tiers. Wow. You know what they are, though? Running the table, Kansas City, Denver, Houston, Seattle, Denver, Vegas. Does that sound like the – Nick, did you just list some of the worst teams in football other than Seattle? <laughs> yeah. Also listed the Chiefs' remaining schedule. Good. So all you got to do, Buffalo, to hold on to that precious one seed is go undefeated. Yeah, obviously won't. Stink, I don't even think you think they will. So I've got the Chiefs running the table. But right now, they're not the favorites as they oh, once were. Well, I guess here's my problem with the Chiefs. Now, one, you, you talked about the Philadelphia Eagles, the, the playoff record, the coach. What have the Cowboys done? Haven't won a, a playoff game? And how, and, no, but I've seen and, Dak Prescott play well in a postseason game. Okay. I've never seen that. Under from, Mike McCarthy? What? No, you no. have not seen Ooh, that either, true. right? That has not happened That's true. either. You're not going to get me to cape for Mike McCarthy. Oh, okay. You're not going <laughs> right. to me into that yes, quarter, yes, my no, friend. That's what, so you haven't seen that. Uh-huh. 
And then ultimately, you look at them right now, they're the third team in the AFC when you talk about yeah. head to head yeah. competition. I think you don't actually believe yep. they're that, that I, well, it doesn't matter what I believe. Okay. It's a matter Facts. it's a matter of what I can what I can prove. Mm -hmm. And they're the third team right now. So at, at you have to drop the Chiefs down. Let me see. You got to drop them down to where? To, well, you you got to really move the Eagles, the Bills, and the Cowboys above them. Above them. Wow. Okay. Okay. I mean, a lot. This is that, objective. Stink. Uh, that's yeah. that, that is coaching <laughs> yeah. Stink. Yeah. I just have a question. Yeah. Uh, of I, all, I'm not going to answer. No, no, no. <laughs> just, who do you who do you think is the best quarterback in the AFC? I'm just curious. Who do I think is the best quarterback? Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. Just throw a name out there. Um. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, Joe yeah, Burrow no, no. is kind of okay. But who do you think? Right, but, so, but who do you think? But who do you think? Just say a name, yeah. quick. We got to time to go. Mahomes. Mahomes, and and I'm just curious uh, when it comes to the of the teams that are high on the tiers. Who do you think is the best co coach in the AFC? Throw Belichick out. Belichick, they're emeritus. But if you could have any of the coaches, oh my, this well, is painful to watch. Yeah, you know what? Uh, but here's the playoff. The playoff hubris. Of your coach bothers me a little bit. Oh, oh. Ooh. my coach. Yes. Ooh. All right. Well, well, listen. You can go ahead and cape Save for Zach that. Taylor yes. if you like, but yes. that's like fine. That. All right. And now, finally, <laughs> well done. For the first time in their history, atop the tiers. Wow. However, the category is not called favorites. I bestowed a greater honor on them. The Cincinnati Bengals. They are on the Jamie Lannister tier. People that aren't Game of Thrones fans might say, "Huh? Jamie Lannister was a character in Game of Thrones. You know what he went by? Kingslayer." Because he killed the king, ah. and it was always famous for it. Well, that's what the Bengals did in the playoffs last year, and that's what the Bengals did last week. So they get to sit atop the tiers as the kingslayers of the NFL mm. for the time being. Now, it should be noted, Jamie, at some point, spoiler alert, got his hand chopped off and died a horrible death. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> Go ahead, Wilds. Okay, I will make my petition short. I'm moving the Buffalo Bills up, even though they destroyed my Patriots. Why? See this jacket right here? It says 80% uh, wool, 20% objectivity. <laughs> First of all, literally the number one seed. You look at the playoff picture, it's the Bills. I know it's not the standings, but that's got to mean right, something. Yeah, also, look you. at who the Chiefs have. That's basically a buy as well. Better Reason number two, the defense. Missing Von Miller at the same time. I just saw the Buffalo Bills go into Foxborough without Von Miller. Looking stout against the Baby Goat. A great quarterback. <laughs> offensive coordinators. A little, bit, a little bit lacking. <laughs> but the offense was humming. Not against the Buffalo Bills. And finally... We talk a lot about Justin Jefferson. We talk a lot about Jamar Chase. We talk a lot about Tyreek Hill. I'm watching Stefan Diggs saying, you know what? This guy's underhyped. Oh. I, I, I need to be on. Uh, you know what I'm going to declare? That's, that's oh, here we go. That's fair. Here we go. Yeah, let's I like go. Uh-oh. I'm now a Stefan Diggs fan. All wow. Right. Wow. Okay. It's, it's official now. Everybody wants to talk about Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, not me. I'm no. talking about Stefan Diggs. You know why? With that? 80% wool, 20% objectivity. The Bills need to move up. Okay. Fast. Well done. done. Well done. I appreciate that. Well, that right. was well done. And I'm not even going to hold against you the number one seed thing because a year ago today, the Patriots were the number one seed and it all fell apart. I'm not going to do that. I am, however, because, and I know we're short on time, I need 30 seconds here. America, about. An hour and a half ago, Kevin Wilds betrayed my trust in a truly critical way, <laughs> revealing was confidence to my wife, of all people. <laughs> that happened. We'll save for the post-show meeting for the full details. <laughs> so I am going to betray him equally. Ooh. I was sitting in his office today. He was about two-thirds of the way done with the Bills tier, and the Von Miller news came down. And Kevin Wilds said, and I quote, God dog it, I'll do him anyway. His heart wasn't even really in it. The Von Miller injury. Wild. The Von Miller injury has ruined the take of the disrespected oh, defense. a curveball. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you know what? Is that true? What throws a curveball? <laughs> yeah. So I don't even. Wait, need... you don't believe? I believe still. You you don't believe? Am I not eight in the bills? I have no really idea. Don't doggone it. You doggone it. <laughs> hey, coming up. Baker is in L.A. Will he have a Hollywood ending? We'll find out. The answer is no. It's probably just going to be. Hey, you never know. <laughs> Saturday on Fox, Morocco, Portugal. Morocco dropped Spain in penalties while Portugal and Ramos rolled the Swiss. Coverage begins 9 a.m. only on Fox Saturday. It's going to be great. Welcome back to the show. Stay with us for this. It's going to be awesome. Rams get Baker Mayfield. Now, is this just a short-term rental? 
Is this something that could develop into a more meaningful relationship? I don't quite know. Stink? We're going to start with you. Mark yeah. Schlereth is here with us, Super Bowl champion, an Alaska over. native. Uh, do you think this is a good fit for Baker? I think it's a, well, I think it's a great fit for the Rams. Because first off, the Rams don't cover draft picks, so they don't have any. Right. So, I mean, they, they've got to bolster their roster some way, right? Because they gave all their first-rounders away yep. uh, for eternity, I think. I don't think they have yeah. one for the rest of their, <laughs> their existence. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're spending a million, million and a half bucks on a guy, and you can get that out of the couch cushion to Stan Kroenke's office. All right? So, you find that. That's easy. Now you get to see if you can do a football rehab on this guy. Because I will tell you this, in the NFL – and probably in all professional sports, there are some coaches that are just really bad coaches, and there's some organizations that are just really bad organizations. Baker's got the checklist there. Right. He's like, got it. Sure. <laughs> hey, sure. Did the Panthers, hey, hey. did the Browns? Right. Hey, hey. So, Brown. exactly. So, you, you give him some football rehab. It, Nick Foles went through this. Nick Foles was going to retire and go to seminary. That's where he was. And he got a call from the Kansas City Chiefs and Matt Nagy and said, come to Kansas City hmm. Let us give you a year of football rehab. Just come and be a backup. Just come and fall back in love with the game and really get coached. He does that. Then he signs, goes to Philly. They win a Super Bowl. I mean, so these are things that happen. And some guys get stuck in situations. And I'm not saying that, that he doesn't have some of the culpability for the way he's played. But... Sometimes a guy's worth trying to save. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's a great situation for both of them. Like you said, I mean, Sean, if Sean McVay can't do anything with him, then maybe he's unsalvageable. All right, but right now they got who? Wolford, who they got yeah. from the Alliance of American Football. It's okay for the record. From the Alliance of American Football. I'm going to leave it at that. All right, and then Bryce Perkins, who was undrafted. So if Baker can't get the best of them, and I, I like it for the future because if he can sit under Matthew Stafford next year, and learn with McVay and Stafford teaching him. Maybe the season after, like Mariota did this year, sure. Trubisky, he gets a shot at starting some. Wilds, the reason I think it's a good fit is less for this season and more for if that does give them the inside track to keeping Baker for next year. Because I agree with Brew. I, I didn't agree before the season. Or, and you also said, you know, go be a backup. And, then, yeah. and it looks like that would have been a better path. So you guys both... We're right on that, and I was wrong on that because Carolina went disastrously. I, I would, though, he's now at this point clearly going to have to be a backup somewhere. You want to be, like, thread the needle of, of a backup, but a, maybe a team that could be good and a team that I think the backup might get to play some. And the Rams kind of check those boxes. Great. Like, you know what I mean? The, yep. I don't know that I think the Rams are going to be good next year, but if they get everyone back healthy and get the offensive line together, they should at least be competitive. And Stafford, the spinal cord stuff that I was reading about, I don't want to pretend to be a doctor, but it seems scary. And we know the elbow thing was an issue. The Rams pretended it wasn't, but then yep. admitted this year it was. So I do think they're going to play their backup quarterback some. So I think in that regard, it makes a lot of sense. I think for him. sneaky, it wasn't. Carolina wasn't a total disaster. Because we heard a lot of stuff about Baker's attitude. He was, you know, a little bit contentious in Cleveland. He went to Carolina and just paid his dues, it felt like. He didn't have a problem sitting behind him. He He played horribly, but (laughs) but, but, but he rehabbed his image. Yeah, I mean, he was something. Played horribly, but I guess so. (laughs) All right, coming up after the break, we're talking about the king of quarterback wins, Jimmy G. Can he still make it to the Super Bowl? Y'all act like that's nothing. (laughs) Wins. Wins is the key word. Wins. Badgers up two against Maryland at the half. Now, this isn't the NBA. I don't know if I'm only allowed to put NBA stuff in here. But in any event, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks mascot is in Madison, and he breaks the rim. Look at him guiltily. He breaks the rim. The game had to be delayed. But don't fret. Don't worry. The crew was on it. They got the rim back on the backboard. And uh, the Badgers won. Bias, I don't have the score, but they did win their That's first big game. Can I tell you, Brew, what you not don't, good enough for the medal stand. Brew, can I tell you what you don't do during Wilds Upset Alert? Just all of a sudden saying, that's why Bryce Perkins is on the bud list. No, because there's a place for that. <laughs> this is great video and, and belongs in the show. Brew, where does that belong? What, what segment do we have? Weird and wonderful. Oh, yeah. Weird and not Milwaukee just Bucks. missed the cut as Milwaukee for Bucks. NBA medals. He's right. What is doing in there? You know what, Wilds? Bad teammate. <laughs> Metal stand. He has absolutely nothing to do. Bronze medalist. 
former net, Jared Allen, 24 and 11 as he dominated last night. Silver medal, future Laker, Boyan Bogdanovich. Oh, come on. Wow. 31 and 5 for Boyan. And lastly, gold medalist, never Nick, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. 43, 6, and 5. Well, it's just, you know, as Brew would say, facts over feelings. Yep. Right? I have to, you can't spare your feelings. You know, Absolutely. MVP never candidate. MVP candidate. Oh, no. You know, we're, we're better off with Jalen Brunson. He's uh, pretty good. There's He's the pretty, medal stage. pretty good. Only three games good. last night in the NBA. So not much to p- pick from. But there it is. Donovan was actually pretty good. There it is. Good for you, not putting Luka. Yeah, him and RJ. Luka didn't double. earn it. Him he was 5-17 uh, from the field. What do you mean good for me? It, it, it is... I'm dripping activity. It's going to be back for the playoffs, maybe. Kyle Shanahan kind of put cold water on it, but we all believe in Jimmy G. At least two-thirds of the show does. You? Jimmy G returning for the playoffs would be what? Well, it'd be great for Nick. It'd be great for Nick. And that's the thing that that bothers me is that, I mean, Nick is always throwing shade at Jimmy G. Mm -hmm. I I come up with these really objective graphics that that just paint the picture. Mm -hmm. And he shoots him down. And now his Super Bowl (laughs) pick could be correct because of Jimmy G. Yours could be still, too. Packers aren't dead. It could still be there. (laughs) Unlike, see, the Packers, they don't have somebody coming to the rescue like the Niners. Okay. Uh, Listen, I don't think it really matters if he – the Niners are a quarterback independent. We'll see. Jimmy G, it doesn't matter. Well, last week Brock Purdy looked just like Jimmy G. But I – can I make a more important point here? Sure. Brew, why have you allowed Wilds to do this? You Wilds abandoned you on national television. He changed the whole layout of the set. He moved over here. He said after the and it's not even like the Niners were some it was some horrible loss. They lost to the Chiefs. Nobody ran and out of Wilds, the end zone. He had run out of the end zone months prior. <laughs> this was a different safety. He does that occasion. And Wilds said, "I'm out. I'm done." He left you at the quarterback wins altar, and now. Showing up to holiday Christmas parties, holding your hand, acting like it never happened. <laughs> I saw the light. He's I, right. Wow. No, but those graphics that you make are very. Is convincing. that that convinced you? Yeah, is that, of I, I don't, I don't know. know if we have it ready, but you I'm know, I have the, to ponder this. I just don't know. I'm just surprised that you've I, allowed him nah, to because he should. When it comes to the, the Jimmy G stuff, Wild should be on this side of no, the table. No, you know you what? You went over he there. Went, I went over there once, dude. I've been well, here. Man, how many times has Nick in my eyes shift side? I know, but I've never. I, I know, you act like it's commonplace. One time, Dusty, next thing you know, it's this scarlet letter I'm going over. <laughs> Why don't you side? take your gavel and no, go right over there? Any all of that. That. We'll see you tomorrow on a wonderful first.